You're listening to episode 45 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to stop eating to feel good. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hello, hello. Welcome back. All right. My allergies have been ridiculous recently. This week in particular, I feel like I can't even walk outside for 30 seconds, even with sunglasses on, without getting a bunch of pollen and junk in my eyes. (laughs) It is so annoying. So if you see a woman walking around with goggles on, that would be me because I have decided that is the only way I'm going to be able to protect my face. All right. I am so excited to share this. There were so many little thoughts and quotes, and I was like, oh, yeah, you can tweet that. I was so pumped. And it was funny, too, because my Twitter account apparently got hacked last summer and now is suspended, which I didn't even know about. That's how little I use Twitter. But there are a lot of little nuggets in this that are pure gold. So I'm a little bit late this week on this episode, but I think it's important to still share this idea. One, because it's a good concept. And two, because I want to remind you that you don't have to be perfect. And you also don't have to throw away the day or throw away the week when you still have good quality time left. So it's Thursday. I typically will release an episode more like Tuesday or Wednesday. So I could be telling myself the week is basically over. I might as well just release it next week. It's fine. We'll just skip this week. But there's still four good days left. I'm recording this in the morning. I can still get it out today on Thursday. There's still quality time before the next episode. So just as a reminder, we don't have to say, screw it. I'll do this next week or I'll push this off. We can still take action. We can still follow through on the goals that we set for ourselves, even if it doesn't look like the time that we imagine for it. I feel like I sound a little froggy this morning, but it's just allergies, maybe remnants of a little cold. I can't quite tell, (laughs) but just bear with me for today. And hopefully next week I'm sounding better. (laughs) So today we're talking about wanting food in order to feel good and how to break this habit. Because this is something that I talked a lot about in my workshop last week. So if you missed it, don't worry, you'll have another chance in early June. But when it comes to eating to feel good, This is something that even my brain still wants to do. And that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. I now know how to spot it, identify what my body really needs, and give it that instead. So a great example happened this weekend. Saturday night, I noticed I really wanted ice cream. And I was definitely not hungry. Our friends were in town from Virginia, and they were visiting with their two girls. And the girls are six and eight. And we had a really great day. It was fun. It was relaxing. I was able to get a fairly big project done while Caleb nabbed. I took the kids out for a walk to the lake in the afternoon. We got in some good movement. We played. Like, it was overall, like, it was a very good day. Caleb and I both had a bit of a cold last weekend. Again, mixed with allergies to where we just weren't feeling great. But even though we weren't 100%, overall, the day was fine. The guys grilled out for dinner. There really weren't any big problems or big negative emotions. There were no big fights or there wasn't a big meltdown or any kind of drama. So Saturday night, I really wanted ice cream. Okay, I was not hungry, really wanted the ice cream though. 
I put Caleb down for bed and then I went to shower and I had this conversation with myself and I realized I'm definitely not hungry. What is it that I'm really wanting here? Why do I want this ice cream? And the answer came to me in just a matter of seconds because even though it had been a good day, I noticed that I was telling myself things like, I've got so much work to do. I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. Zach's going to be traveling next week, and so I'll need the babysitter more in the evenings, which means I won't have her over in the afternoon to be able to get more work done. I only got one thing done today instead of three. It was subtle. It's not good enough that you only got this one thing done. You should have gotten more. I was really in a state of overwhelm. I just didn't take the time to calm my brain down and redirect it throughout the day when it wanted to go into the drama. And that is why I wanted to eat. I wanted to eat the ice cream to feel better, to relax, to unwind, to stop dreading the week and my, quote, lack of time. Ultimately, I wanted to eat to escape my thoughts about the upcoming week, my thoughts about how I didn't do enough that day. And this is emotional eating. It's a habit your brain learns that has you reaching for food, typically when you're not truly hungry, because it knows that food creates a rapid, reliable, and effective sense of relief. And the beautiful thing is that because it's a habit that you learned, it's a habit you can unlearn, just like I did, and just like I will show you about this weekend. So once I realized that I wanted the ice cream because I was overwhelming and stressing myself out, and I want to be clear here, it was not my to-do list, it was not the week, it was not Zach leaving, it was not anything other than I was overwhelming myself, I was stressing myself out with my thoughts. So then I asked myself, what I really needed in that moment? And the answer was rest. I was tired. I didn't feel great. I didn't slept a lot in the last couple of nights. And even though it's only nine o'clock and we had friends over, I just wanted to go to bed without eating the ice cream. I didn't worry about what other people thought about me. I didn't stress that this was our time to hang out now that the kids were in bed. I honored myself and what I really needed in that moment. Here's how this went down. I noticed I wasn't hungry. I got curious about why I really wanted the ice cream, right? So I noticed all my drama thoughts about time and how much I had to do. I asked myself what I really needed in that moment instead, which was to go to bed. I needed some sleep and some rest. And then I said no to food with ease and gave my body the rest it really needed, knowing full well that I could save room the next night and eat ice cream then. It's not going anywhere. And If everyone else did eat that ice cream and there wasn't anything left, I could drive down the street and get some more, right? The ice cream shop is not going anywhere. I can always buy more. It's not a problem. So as I looked back and assessed the day, I also spent some time thinking about how I wanted to redirect my thoughts if something like this came up in the future, because I guarantee it will. Things like telling myself, you've got this. Everything isn't due at once. Let's map out what to work on when. I can decide that this too is figure outable. I can go to work then troubleshooting how to create more time. I can look at how can I make this happen rather than telling myself I have so much to do and I don't know how I'm going to get it done. I could actually put my brain now on solving how do I get this done? Where do I need to ask for help? What can I outsource? Where can I get some extra babysitter coverage? Maybe have a sitter come in the afternoon and a separate sitter come in the evening. Right? There's a variety of ways that I could have troubleshooted, but the moral of the story here is that if you don't want to eat in order to feel good at the end of the night, then you need to start feeling good about yourself 
and your life and how you think about it first. That is the key. It does not start at 8 p.m. It does not start in the moment when you want it. We go to work solving what's going on at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of the week, and how you're thinking about all of these things. And this may be happening for you too. So I asked a woman last week if she typically did any emotional eating or overeating, and she said no. And so as we started talking more and she started sharing more about her days, she told me how she likes to eat chips and salsa every night when she comes home from work as she's making dinner. And when I asked her why she was doing that, she told me it helped her decompress from the day and it reminded her of home. She got this bit of nostalgic feeling. I told her this was emotional eating. And she was really surprised because she always thought that emotional eating was more like binging, which to me, I define binging as eating a large quantity of food, often in secret or without wanting others to know, and feeling a lot of shame and self-loathing afterwards. So she thought it was more like binging or that emotional eating was what you did when you were really angry or really upset and you were immediately reaching for food. When in reality, emotional eating happens when you have thoughts about your day, your life, your spouse, your kids, your career, that you're letting fly under the radar and you're not correcting or questioning. And it's these often subtle or seemingly normal thoughts that set you up later in the day to eat to feel good, just like my brain wanted to do. If you're not figuring out why you don't feel good during the day with your own inner self-talk, your brain will find another means to do that. It'll do that with food. It'll do it with alcohol. It'll do that with Netflix or zoning out because your brain is like, hey, if we can't do this naturally with how we think, we'll do it unnaturally and I'll send her ass to the pantry. So if we don't want to eat to feel good, then we need to start feeling good about ourselves with how we think first. And right here, we can easily see how we often focus on the wrong problem. You think that you just need to figure out how to say no in the moment, how to just not eat. We often look at if I have this habit, if I'm overeating or emotionally eating, and I don't want to do that anymore, how do I just say no? That's often where our brain wants to go. How do I make it easy to say no? And this is what has us relying on willpower, is because we're now trying to solve for the wrong thing versus getting to the root of the issue. Because the real problem is that you're beating yourself up all day for past mistakes, swirling in guilt or shame or self-loathing, thinking that you just have to try harder to lose weight or stick with your time-blocked schedule. We've all done different diets before where we restrict and try to manage our food very closely. We can also do this with our time. I had a diet plan with my time. I would time block and manage every hour, every half hour and what was going on. And it was not realistic for me. But that's what everybody was saying to do. That's what, how everybody was saying I needed to be protective. I just needed to map everything out, put it into these blocks, have this rigid schedule, and then guard it fiercely. And I could never do it. By Wednesday, I hadn't even accomplished it. And it just never felt good. It felt very, I don't know, controlling. And then you put a baby in there. I was trying to do that before Caleb was even born, and I struggled. <laughs> now you add in a child, and I'm like, ah, you've got to be kidding me. You add in a little baby, like somebody who needs a lot of attention? Yeah, that's not going to happen. But back to the real problem as to why we are, are needing to feel better with food. A lot of times it can be subtle, like thinking you don't have enough time, or your kids shouldn't be misbehaving like this, or telling yourself that parenting is so hard, or that dating is so hard, that life is so hard, or it's so unfair. It's subtle. Some might even call it sneaky. But this is the real reason you are reaching for a snack or rummaging through the pantry 
and licking the cookie crumbs out of your kid's lunchbox. Okay, because if trying harder actually worked, if you could really just run more and low-carb harder, you would have already lost your weight, you'd be living in the body you loved right now. In order to lose the weight and keep it off for life, you need to unwind your emotional eating habit, which means you have to start taking care of yourself mentally first, which also means that you're not waiting on other people to tell you that you're doing a good job. You're not waiting on your spouse to give you a compliment. You're not waiting on your kids to tell you what a great mom or dad you are. You're not waiting on your boss to praise your effort or quality of work. You are telling yourself this first. This is huge for your confidence, your self-esteem, and for every single relationship that you have, especially relationships with close family, like parents, kids, or a spouse, because you don't need them to make you feel good about yourself. You're not relying on them and making it their job, their responsibility to make you feel proud or like you're doing enough. You get to work on doing that for yourself. Because when you rely on other people for these needs, you will always be let down. And you will always be going to them in need of something, seeking something, rather than going to them whole and fully confident, fully assured to where their praise or compliments or ways of loving you are now just sprinkles on the icing on the cupcake. It's that little bonus on top. But you do the core work of feeling that way about yourself and about your life on purpose which means that sometimes we need to redirect our brain. It doesn't mean we just have to railroad over our feelings. We can acknowledge what we're feeling. We can allow the feeling. We move through it. And then we come out and we decide, I'm done. Saturday, I could have told myself, hey, we're not going to stress about this. We're not going to feel overwhelmed. And it's not that I have to just not think about it in order to not feel overwhelmed. Just pretend it's not there. Just push it out of your mind. I'm not going to feel overwhelmed. Here's how I want to feel about my week instead. I don't want to feel stressed. Here's how I want to feel instead. And I can decide I'm ready to not feel this negative emotion anymore. And this is the positive emotion or the neutral emotion that I want to feel instead. And here's how I'm going to get there. And it's going to be with my thoughts and what I'm thinking. How much time are you spending there? Praising yourself, feeling proud about who you are and what you're accomplishing or what you're doing. You're eating because you're not taking a moment to think about what you're proud of yourself for that day, what you're looking forward to that day, how much you are getting done, all the things that you're doing right, what you do like about yourself and your body, how you're showing up consistently for your job, how you're showing up for your kids and ensuring that they're fed, bathed, and loved, even when they are running around like a bunch of wild banshees. You may not be your own worst enemy, but you certainly are not your biggest cheerleader. And this is what other diets and programs are not helping you solve. They'll give you meal plans. They'll tell you to eat this, not that. But they won't tell you when all you do is talk to yourself like a jackass, you're going to want to eat. Are you trying to lose weight in order to feel good about yourself? Or are you trying to lose weight because you feel good about yourself? For most people I speak with, it's the former. They're hoping that weight loss will make them feel better about themselves and better about their lives. Most diet and weight loss programs function around the belief that you are bad because of your weight and now you don't get to eat these foods and you don't get to do these things. It's punishment disguised as health. Boom, tweetable right there. Okay, most diets out there are punishment disguised as health. 
And we all have past experiences losing weight only to gain it back a few months later. And it feels like ass, not because of the weight, but because of how we talk to ourselves when we regain it. We heap so much shame and judgment on ourselves. We swing back into restrict harder and punish more in order to try to get it off as fast as humanly possible because we're trying to run away from our own thoughts and our own feelings about ourselves, our own judgment. Instead of learning how to stop making food your primary source of joy, comfort, love, or relaxation at the end of the day. So right now, your thinking is simply a habit. The way that you're thinking about your life, your work, how much you have to do, your role in the house, right now that's just a habit. It's a habit you learned, which means it's a habit you can unlearn. It's going to take practice thinking new thoughts on purpose, but it's 100% possible. And this is the work that I do every single day with clients. I help them spot their emotional eating and what's truly running the ship, their emotions and their thoughts about themselves all day long. So if you're done struggling to lose weight only to gain it back again six months later, then I can help you. This summer can be the summer where it all changes. So I want you to imagine for a moment, it's the end of the year and you're looking back with sheer joy because not only did you lose your weight with ease, but you also feel confident that you can keep the weight off for life. You stopped hating your body, hating in the mirror, and hating the scale. You wake up each morning feeling refreshed and energized and are excited to go to work. You fight and yell less with your kids, spouse, or colleagues. You say no to food, drinks, people, or obligations from a place of ease, self-love, and compassion. And you say yes to more fun, vacations, travel, and making memories with people you care about most. This can be your reality too. Your next step is to schedule a free consultation at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. The link is always in the show notes, but schedule a call. Get on my calendar and I will show you how. Because this is easier than you think. It's just not something we're ever trained to do. This is not something that any other diet program out there is going to teach you. It's not something you can learn with meal replacement programs with diets that tell you to eat this, not that, or tell you you get this many points or calories for the day. And so often we are underfeeding our bodies. We're sending them into starvation mode and then we're surprised when we can't keep the weight off. If this has been your struggle, then I would love to help. That is it for me for today. I hear the little guy getting up and rolling around, so time to go grab him. <laughs> but I hope y'all have a wonderful weekend, and I can't wait to see you next week. Oh my gosh, it's going to be May. I can't believe summer is basically here. I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> I am ready for the pollen to go down, though. All right, have a wonderful weekend. Here's to creating the life and body you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.